Trying to make it a little protection value. My bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I ran of AOL discs tonight, folks. I don't get my next one until Monday, apparently. All right, where were we? Uh, so, same deal, folks. If you want to be part of the show, you can uh, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the Twitter, uh, on the YouTube page, app, and page. It's just, it's one of those nights, folks, where, you know, my, my internet can All right, seriously? <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's get at it. You have a mic plugged in? Oh, lovely. It's like the Sharks... Just it's this like show just isn't meant to show. be. <laughs> I can I can hear you though. Oh no! Fuck. Let me make sure. Let's make sure. <laughs> there we go. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fuck. Uh, this show is just not meant to be. All right. All right. Uh, now that we've obviously not cleared all our technical issues um wow the sharks did stuff today <laughs> yes they did uh outside william eklund last night at seventh overall uh they picked up uh, seven more players in this uh draft we'll begin with uh benjamin goodrow uh a goaltender from the OHL Sarnia Sting, 6'2", 175. Uh, the Sharks originally had pick number 71 in this draft. They swapped uh, selections in round three with St. Louis and picked up a uh, sixth-round pick uh, later in this draft, of course. So, uh, Ian, you know, there were some people who were talking about maybe the Sharks would get a goaltender at number seven. Instead, they, they go till pick 81 uh, to get get their goaltender anything you can tell us about uh about benjamin not related to johnny gaudreau yeah so benjamin gaudreau is a guy who has like if you look at his previous numbers uh in the season that was played awful numbers and then you look at, at where the sharks took him and you're like what the hell is going on um to put the numbers into perspective, uh, in the 2019-2020 uh, season uh, with the Sting, he was uh, he won 10 games, lost 13, and lost two in overtime. Had a 4.84 goals against average and an 8.90 save percentage. So you're probably thinking, why in the hell did the Sharks draft this guy? Uh, so what happened was he tried to get overseas. Um, unfortunately, couldn't get his passport sorted in time. And then he got, by just a stroke of luck, was invited to play in the... Um, under 18 tournament. Uh, in the under 18 tournament, he played five games, had a really good save, uh, really good save percentage, 919 save percentage, 2.2 uh, goals against average, was really, really good in the tournament. Um, and he took his team to the gold medal um, in that tournament. So I think a lot of people are, a lot of people saw that and he kind of moved up a lot of people's boards. Um, the Sarnia Sting are also an awful team. Uh, at the time of the stoppage, they were the fourth worst team in the entire OHL. Not very good defensively. 
Um, Obviously. Yeah. So, uh, so it's it's an interesting pick by the Sharks. I think it's an interesting gamble. Um, I, I like it. Um, you know, the the future considerations draft guide um, basically said, you know, he has a strong balance of athleticism and technical skill, which I think you need as a goalie. Um, he's right. In, He's extremely fluid in his net, moving around smoothly and efficiently. His rebound control isn't a weakness, but it could use improvement. Um, and he does need to improve sealing the post. Now, obviously, look, the kid's 18. He's got some stuff that he needs to figure out, right? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, I'm really curious to see how he performs uh, with a full season ahead of him uh, in the OHL this year. That's going to be the big, you know, that's that's going to be the big indicator. I think it's an interesting gamble, though. I, I like it um, based on, you know, the, and the thing is with, with goalies is, is, you know, the question, I think it's fair to ask the question, okay, so he got hot for five games in, in the under, you know, in the under 18 tournament. Is that just, you know, which goalie is the real goalie? And this season we're going to find out. Um, and I, I have high hopes for him. I think... Um, from what I've seen of him, which admittedly isn't a lot, I, I think there's definitely stuff there that, like, there's something there. Um, will it pan out? Who knows? And there's a, it's a third round pick. Uh, you know, we, we've heard the little joke going around that, you know, third round picks don't do much for the Sharks. They usually go either first or the later rounds. So, yeah. I mean, and and to get a goaltender, you know, to maybe challenge Melnichuk, to you know maybe go up against Zachary Emond or or you know who who else down the pipeline for the Sharks, um, you know it, it's something that they could use and and they definitely need a goaltender and I'm sure the running joke at, after you read all those uh, stat lines for his uh, last season with Sarnia, it's going to be going yikes, but uh, you know. The Sharks saw something there, and they went for it. And at at the third round, at number eighty-one overall, obviously there wasn't anybody at seventy-one for them. So, you know, yeah, and and a lot of like, and it wasn't like the Sharks were alone in rating this guy high. A lot of scouting services had him in the top one hundred. So there, there is that. All right. So the Sharks take a goaltender in round three. Then they move on to round four, where they would have two picks in the in. In this round, uh, they first took uh, Gannon LaRoque at uh, pick 103, uh, uh, six foot two inch defenseman from the Victoria Royals in the Western Hockey League. Uh, what do you what do you say about Gannon? It was a surprising pick, I think, uh, based on where he was selected. He wasn't ranked by any scouting services. You know, only Central Scouting had him ranked as like 219, and that's 219 North American skaters because you got to remember, like, the Central Scouting doesn't rank them overall. They rank them by location. So he was uh, 219 uh, by Central Scouting North American skaters. So definitely an off-the-board pick. Um but he's, you know, he's, he's a bigger defenseman. He's, um, but, but some, you know, some of the people that have watched him were really impressed. Like, um, Steve Curianos, of uh, the draft at the draft analyst on Twitter, um, said, you know, the Sharks take, um, this right-handed defense, which, you know, always good to have. Um, he played for a dumpster fire in Victoria. So don't look at only stats. Um, he really likes this pick as he, you know, he, he holds the line. He hits hard. He has a very quick stick, very good defensive prospect. Um, 
and you know uh, a guy who gotten even even gotten to the WHL the hard way wasn't drafted right. um, in the WHL priority selection. So um, you know a guy who's definitely faced some adversity so far. And again, because it's so hard, right? Like you got uh, his 2021 uh, his 2019 20 stat line was 21 games played, one goal, six assists, 30 uh, 30 penalty minutes, and a minus six. But again, Victoria not a great team. Um, I, you know, I don't have much of my own information to add on this player. Um, it seems like the Sharks were looking for some size on the blue line. That's a very consistent theme with all their picks um, that they took on the blue line, especially guys that are a little more responsible defensively after, you know. Um, so I, I think it's 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 an interesting pick, but it was definitely off the board. Well, I like I see in in the uh, chat here, faulty synapse saying, "Now this is the draft pick we expect from the old shark staff." So, yeah, you know, I, uh, um, you know it's it like I said, way off the board. But again, boards are going to be really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they pans out because I think, you know, this is a draft where five years down the road we might look and go, "Wow, like there are some real good steals in this draft because of the." situation where guys didn't get to play a ton of games or anything like that right so i think uh it's it's an interesting draft pick i don't really have much to say one way or the other on him because i haven't really seen him play um but you know um i thought steve uh Kirianos had some nice things to say about him so we'll see i mean it's you know they call them prospects for a reason you don't draft sure things right. you draft prospects so we'll we'll see what happens Right. Not everything is going to pan out. I mean, but you you would like as many uh, diamonds in the rough as much as possible, especially in these rounds. And like we said, this is a, a draft year where it's tough to pick, uh, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. key in on a guy. So, yeah, I uh, think my only on gripe to... with this pick is that you probably could have taken it in the fifth or sixth round. Well, uh, <laughs> that that's that seems like like like. Faulty Synapse did say that seems like the old shark staff. You know, that's that's the Tim Burke style of thinking. Uh, moving on to pick number 121. This is the pick that the Sharks acquired from Toronto as being um, a helper in the uh, Nick Foligno trade. Uh, Ethan Cardwell, a uh, right winger, 5'11 from the OHL Barry Colts. Uh, you know. Really interesting right winger. Yeah, really Don't interesting player, um, Ethan Cardwell. Surprised, he, surprised. This is a this is a D plus one player. So he's he's uh, he's he wasn't taken in his first draft, which kind of surprised me. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like in in um, in the last season that he played, uh, 2019-20, uh, 28 goals, 24 assists in 78 games. Not bad. Not a bad haul uh, bad for. And when he got traded to Barry from, I believe it was Saginaw. Um, was it Saginaw or no? Um, yeah, I think he got traded from Saginaw. But he was um, when he got traded to Barry, he was a point per game player in Barry. Uh, so I mean, like, definitely an interesting guy. Good pickup for the Sharks, I think. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of look overlook overagers in the draft, like guys that are in their D plus one, D plus two years. But I still think there's like. Sometimes they just get it wrong, and I think this guy may be a case where they get it wrong. 
Um, the Future Considerations Draft Guide uh, says that he's an aggressive centerman that has some impressive agility in his footwork that powers much of his offensive game. He is also very strong, powerful shot. Yeah, heavy shot. Um, his ability to read the play does need to improve as he gets to the next level. So I, I think that's a concern. But again, you know, we're we're well into the fourth round now. So again, prospects, they're, they're not sure things are prospects. Um, and Steve Carianos also tweeted, uh, the Sharks take overage, uh, playmaker, uh, Ethan Cardwell thought he should have been drafted last year, which I agree with, um, after a strong run with Barry, but went to Sweden and tore it up in 2021. Yeah. And he was, uh, well over a point a game in, uh, in Sweden. I don't remember which league he played in though. Um, sure, sure handed and crafty, can run possession from the half wall and make play after play average skater. So again, like there's, there's a lot to like there. I mean, obviously, um, you know, the hockey IQ is a question going into the, uh, into the next level, but, um, good program in Barry, Barry generally produces some pretty good hockey players. Uh, and I'm curious to see, like, I'm, uh, definitely when Barry comes to town, I'll be, I'll be going and checking it out for sure. Definitely. Uh, I, how so you said he's he wasn't drafted last year he was drafted this year how how much availability does he have for the uh whl oh whl or ohl excuse me uh, so he um i believe was your that's that's a great question and i wish i had that uh i think he only had, would have to play a year because i think he's going to be turning 19 so as soon as he turns 20 i think he can go to the ahl but um i'm not 100 percent there gotcha uh just a little business here uh if you check your twitter dms i gave you a link to uh some more stats for you all right uh, there so if you want to check that out uh we move on to round five and pick number 135 as uh artem guriev uh from Lindsay in the Ontario Junior Hockey League, there with uh, you know played twenty games and uh, three goals, three assists, and uh, sixty six pims. Uh, Ian, what can you say about Guriev? Uh, yeah, so he's um, he's a guy who uh, has been playing in North America for a while. Um, he played his AAA uh, over here and then went into the OHL with the uh, Peterborough Peets. Um, didn't play a whole lot with the Peter Ropitz in his first year uh, with them. He only played 14 games, but he had two assists and four penalty minutes. Again, another big guy, um, big guy, big defensive defenseman. Um, he has a big shot, uh, deceptive speed, um, and he likes to skate with the puck. So he's a defensive defenseman, but he also likes to, you know, he can also carry the puck out of the zone. Another guy who I think, you know, I... I don't like OJHL numbers or BCHL numbers or like those are to me, they're kind of garbage um, mm. because it's just the level of competition you're playing with. So I don't put too much stock in it, but I'd like to see what, again, you know, this is a guy who's going to be on a, probably should be a pretty decent Peterborough Pete's team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many points that he puts up uh, in a full season in the OHL. Um, I, you know, and I think if he can, being the guy who likes to, you know, skate with the puck, if you know, if, if he can rack up those those assist numbers, I think the Sharks might uh, might have an interesting pick here. But yeah, it's, I, I not a whole lot I can tell you about 
uh, the big Russian outside of that. Um, wasn't really it, rated it, by many, many, uh, by many scouting services. I think only McKean's had him at 180. So, uh, based on that, the Sharks picked him at 180. So that's not bad. And at 6'4", 225, that big boy, that, that, yeah, that, that's just asking me, uh, to just get body checked into the boards like Kyle McLaren did to Drew Armenda years ago. Uh, and, and he's, he's freshly 18. I mean, he was born on May 17th, 2003. So still time to, uh, develop even more. Yeah, so that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause he, he just barely made the cut for this year's draft. So I think that's going to be interesting. Again, it's going to be interesting to give him a full season, see how it plays out. I'm, uh, I, I'm curious, but right now I, I'm not, I'm not really swayed one way or the other on him basically a work in progress yeah. more so than anything uh moving on later in round five uh this is pick is from colorado as part of the devin dubnik trade uh mac McHugh, uh from uh the ohl's london knights uh no not those other knights no no we like these knights this is no, this don't. is the uh, tim hunter we don't Oh, my bad. My bad. I forgot the, 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 the Sioux and London. Yeah, my forgot. They're, they're like my the bad. Yankees of the of the OHL. No one other than people in London like the London Knights. Well, when when their when their rink is called the Budweiser Gardens, I mean, it's like really you're trying to be fancy here. Come on now. Uh, Thirty-four games played uh, in 2019-20 for McHugh from London. Uh, you know. Two goals, four assists, six points, and uh, 22 pims. Uh, what can you say about uh, this center? Yeah, um, fast fast skater. Um, Steve Kirianos uh, had this to say about him. Um, he's a speedy center who didn't play this year, which is obviously, um, again, you know, guys, guys that are going to get drafted that didn't play. But uh, he was the 31st. The thirty-fourth overall pick in the uh, OHL selection when he was drafted there, um, so that's promising. Uh, good compete level, uh, effect shift off the puck, but also a playmaker. Stats are low because he played a bottom six role um, on the London Knights, and anytime I saw London, I didn't really notice him. But that team was pretty good, and you know, again, bottom right. six, bottom six player. But I think now, you know, as guys get older they're going to get a chance to to push up the lineup so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, McHugh slots into London uh, this year uh, with a full season under his belt and it'll be interesting to see again another 18 year old born in February of 03 so again another time for him to develop and a lot of these down the road here as well including in round 6 at pick 167 Liam Gilmartin uh, from the from the U.S. National Development Program uh, had some decent numbers here, Ian, for the 6'2", 192 uh, left shooting winger. Yeah, 50 games played uh, in, at the, the top level of the U.S. NDP, uh, 13 goals, 22 assists, 64 penalty minutes, another player who's going to be heading to London, um, which London's a great program as much as I don't like the London Knights because, again, they're the Yankees <laughs> of the OHL. But as much as I don't like them, it's a great program. It's definitely a program you want your guys to be in. It's not like the Flint Firebirds, for instance, where you don't want your oh. prospects anywhere near. Um, 
so I mean, London's as uh, as good a home as any. Uh, Future Consideration Draft Guide said that he is a hardworking forward that does all the little things well. He's an effective player who battles for the puck, needs to improve decision making. So again, um, you know, I a lot of guys that are taken here theme seems to be you know hardworking, blue collar, uh, work ethic with a lot of them. So it's going to be interesting. Again. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how he does with the getting a full season in the OHL uh, this year. I think it's going to be it's going to be some fun hockey to watch, and we'll see what happens. But I I I like the pick. I mean, for for a late uh, for a sixth rather. I mean, it's you could do a lot worse. And these this is where you get the gems, folks. I mean, this is around the area where Pavelski went where Nabby went. Nabby went in a round that no longer exists now. Uh, so, you just never know in those times. Uh, moving onward to uh, later in round six, this was the extra pick that the Sharks got from St. Louis for trading down ten spots. Uh, they pick up center Theo Jacobson uh, from uh, Jakobsen, of course. I think it's Swedish. probably Jakobsen, right? Sweden. Yeah, I that's yeah no that's my my bad. Uh, played in the Swedish Junior League in Moto Junior uh, for the five uh, ten one hundred sixty seven pound uh, centerman. Uh, yeah, played up and down. Uh, played up and down Moto's uh, system. So, um, I, and uh, in the Osvenskin, which is the second tier league, uh, he had 11 games and he had a goal and four assists uh two penalty minutes um smart scouting had him at like 115 i think and central scouting had him as the 103 uh european skater um very good two-way forward um very good positionally um but again i I don't know. I mean, it's a six-round pick. Uh, but from what I've read, he's uh, he's very good positionally. Um, he's very good. At, he's very slippery. Uh, can move around the offensive zone well. Get in, get rebounds quickly. Um, he's very good at anticipating where the play's going to go. Um, so it'll be interesting. You know, again, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think he's obviously a guy who's going to stay over um, in Sweden next year. And if he can get more time in the Elsvenskin or the SHL, then I think that's only going to be good for him. Oh, definitely. And again, you know, April 6, 2003, birth date, you know, just a few months over 18, plenty of time to develop uh, and make their way going for it. You know, uh, like Faulty Synapse is saying, you know, mining for diamonds or a high floor. Yep. You know, there there's always chances to get him out there. So, uh, and finally, the last pick at number seven, or round seven pick number one ninety nine, Evgeny, no, not Nabakov, Keshinikov, uh, from uh, the Quebec Major Junior League in the Gatineau Olympique. Uh, you know, interesting because you usually think, uh, and this is kind of the the stereotype, I think, of it is that the QMJHL is more of the flashy scoring league. Yeah, defense optional, end to end, be <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, 
Go ahead. Um, so this is a guy who in uh, who played mostly in Russia, uh, went to play in Russia in the MHL uh, most of the season. Uh, when he did come back to the Olympic, he played uh, eight games, had a goal, four assists, and 11 penalty minutes. The season prior, 2019-20, Played 59 games, two goals, five assists, 30 penalty minutes um, before the shutdown. Um, he was ranked 130 uh, among NHL uh, NHL Center scouting for North American players. Um, uh, Steve Curiano said, uh, good option for the power play, but also used in all situations. Good stick, holds the line really well. Um, you know, another... Uh, another defensive defenseman, super, super physical guy. Uh, and which seems to be a theme of the sharks draft, right? Big boy, um, physical, um, not good. I don't think he, it's going to be, it's another player who I think it'll be interesting to see how he does, um, with the season. I feel like I just keep saying that over and over again, but it's, but it's true. I think with a full season, hopefully with some normalcy, it'll be interesting to see how some of these guys perform after not having much of a season this year, although the, the Q did play most of the year. Um, but yeah, just big, 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 big rugged defenseman again. Um, like I said, theme of the draft. Yeah. Uh, Skyler with the $2 donation in the super chat. Hashtag QStats. QStats. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be, uh, like you said, and like we said before, it's it's kind of a crapshoot, especially with with leagues that had limited play or they didn't even get off the ground this year, like the OHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, it's going to be fun to see. And, and a lot of these guys might make might be heading over to San Jose uh, later next month for the uh, development camp, and uh, hopefully we'll find some more information about the prospect scrimmage coming up very soon. We're not sure where it's going to be at or when it's going to be, but I would figure it's going to be happening. Skylar with another donation. Thank you, Skylar, as always. Our Super Chat donations do go back to help support the show and, and help me find more AOL CDs. <laughs> uh, for that matter, but he's, uh, you know, so in DW Junior, we trust. Hashtag DW Junior for GM twenty twenty four. I mean, so far, so, I've been I've really liked Doug Wilson Junior's draft since he's taken over. I think we're gonna start getting into the point now where we're gonna see what happens, right? Like, it's one thing to you have it's it's one thing to pick the players, but at that point, you have to also develop them. And I still think development right. is a little bit of a weakness in the Sharks um, organization, but we're going to see because a lot of these guys are going to start, you know, especially next year, the year after, we're really going to start seeing the fruits of um, Doug Wilson Jr.'s drafts. And we're going to see if the output can match the hype. And, you know, and that's, and that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I think he's drafted some really good players that I think are, you know, are, are going to be players. Like there'd be good guys. Like there's some, there's some really good players that he's drafted that I'm really excited to see make the jump to pro. Um, but it's, you know, that it's coming. Like the, the time is, is going to come and we're going to see, I think there's a lot to be excited about with, Doug Wilson Jr.'s um, since he's taken over the drafts, but you also have to get those <laughs> players into the game, right? And uh, we're going right. to see, and we'll see if the we'll see just how improved the Sharks are in the drafting department over the next couple of seasons. I think. 
and you know i was talking with aj uh on the twitter spaces earlier it's like yes we're excited and we're excited for this you know for this movement to happen but of course you know it's gonna come in time this isn't gonna turn around right away like the reset that they keep you know talking about oh no like none of these guys are gonna be playing next year right like uh, i don't I, I don't i don't think even i don't even think eckland will be will be here next year i don't think he should be here next year like there's no there's no rush to get these guys in and and you're right like there's the sharks have to do other things before this team is going to be super competitive but a big part of being successful under the cap is having your guys come in when they finally do come in on those cheap deals and, and be effective. And with the sharks money that's tied up in a lot of these big players, if you can't move that, that's going to be vital to this team being competitive. So again, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, kind of going through some of the chat here. Thomas saying, I'd say our draft is looking good, not insane. Eklund falling to us definitely saves us from being mediocre in terms of draft results. Obviously, hindsight helps judge that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, Denver Doyle asking, do you think Eklund will play with in San Jose in 22-23? Uh, Possible. Possible. I'm, I, yeah, But there's no rush, right? Like... I, I mean, I'm excited. Like, I'm really, really excited about William Eklund. Uh, you know, we were on the show last night, and when that pick was going to happen, and, and Detroit didn't take him, and I thought for sure he was going to Detroit. <laughs> like, I just... Right. I don't think I've ever, like, sat and just, like, with my heart, like, in a knot, because I'm like, oh, God, sharks, please don't shark this. Like, do not shark this pick. Just <laughs> do what you're supposed to do. And they did. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about William Eklund. I think, you know, again, like for he was the number one guy that I wanted um, on my board because I didn't obviously think that a guy like Matty Beniers was going to fall to seven. Um, and I was kind of surprised Eklund did. So I'm really, really excited about Eklund, but there's no rush to get him in the NHL. And I think he'll be great when uh, he when he does come over. Yeah, and definitely there's going to be some hype with him uh, down the road because I, I think there's going to be uh, some expectation. What would you say that that coming with the number the number seven uh, pick uh, and needs to uh, needs to uh, make make things happen? A lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure on this organization. And a lot of pressure on the coaching staff and the development staff to make this happen, uh, get this reset turned around and get the Sharks back where uh, they believe they ought to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs and contending for a Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, so. they're going to have to do much more than draft because they've got some they've got a mess right now that is going to take some some cleaning up um i just saw a question uh in the chat was i surprised that there wasn't a lot of trades not really i think that um if the sharks were probably going to trade they would probably try and trade into the second but um it's hard to trade into a round where you don't have a pick there already 
because um, you know a lot of times guys will you know to move up you trade uh, another pick in that round and then uh, like like the St. Louis Blues did to move up with the Sharks you know they traded um, their third round pick and then they also gave us a sixth and the Sharks didn't have um, anything you know I, I, I just think in, in, in a draft like this it's you didn't really need to make a lot of trades you just kind of let the draft come to you i mean some teams obviously were a little more aggressive than others i feel like carolina tried to move every pick they had um but but yeah i I, i'm not sure i'm not super surprised i think in a draft like this you let the draft come to you and i think that's what the sharks did yeah absolutely uh so with that, uh, in case you missed anything when you watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, always at tealtownusa.com. Uh, again, apologies for uh, the technical difficulties <laughs> we ran into tonight. Uh, again, with my AOL CDs and such. So, uh, Ian, thank you for. Uh, setting up the ttg uh portion of our of our youtube channel to uh get this get this back to uh <laughs> uh back on the air uh, because uh it's been a crazy weekend i i probably just ran out of time with everything here uh with with all this uh craziness that goes on and and it still keeps going as we uh make our way to wednesday uh well actually more so Tuesday, as that's the deadline for part one for a buyout process. Uh, will Martin Jones still be a shark after Tuesday? That remains to be seen. Tell Come me Wednesday, and I post. Oh, you might be Andrew Paddington big time uh, on Thursday, Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday at uh, noon Pacific, three Eastern, or is it nine a.m.? Yeah, noon Pacific. Noon Pacific. Uh, uh, noon. Three, yeah, yeah if that sounds about right. Yeah, free agent frenzy gets going in there. If if some sort of Sharks news breaks, uh, we will bring it to you on uh, Teal Town USA. So uh, keep your eyes out on our social media. We'll get that going out to you indeed. So, Ian, as always, thank you. Appreciate you immensely. Uh, your final thoughts on, on this draft weekend and where the people can find you. Yeah, um, I think, like I said, I think it was a good draft. I, I don't want to... This draft's weird. I know some people have asked, like, they usually give, like, a letter grade for the draft. And I, I just, this draft was just too weird for, for letter grading. But I, I like it. Like, I look at some of these picks and I really, really like them. I think that they that they took some quality players um, up and down uh, through the board. And obviously getting Eklund is a, just a massive coup for the Sharks. So um, I, I guess if I was going to do a letter grade, I'd probably give it a B. But I just, I don't feel super comfortable with that based on the world that we've lived in for the past year and a half so <laughs> so i mean it is what it is um yeah it just it's one of those things i i'm i'm happy i come away from the uh from the draft uh from the sharks draft happy i'm content i don't think there's anything that really made me super upset um, and I look forward to seeing uh, what happens next with free agency. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on with the with the uh, NHL as as well as the Sharks. So um, I'm curious to see uh, as the silly season continues. Um, you know, is Jack Eichel going to get traded? Don't know. 
I thought if it was going to get done, it would get done by the draft. And I think Buffalo's going to have a harder time getting value now that the draft's over. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I'm still excited about. And the best part is, is it's almost August, which means that we're almost to next puck drop. So uh, this is like yeah. fun, right? Like it, everything's kind of, we've just had this extended, you know, usually the off season so bloody long, but this, I feel like we're going to be cruising into next season so fast. And uh, that to me, can't argue with that, man. Cause this is the only sport I watch. So I'm, I'm really excited to, right. to get back in the, back in the trenches next uh, in the next season. And I'm it's looking funny, forward like to the Greyhounds said. taking all my money because I have apparently all the OHL games to go to this year. Oh, nice. All right. Well, I'm going to have to uh, figure out a way to get money to you so uh, I can get pucks from you. Indeed. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We, uh, again, we were talking on Twitter uh, with uh, I was with uh, AJ on the Twitter spaces uh, earlier today. And it's like, yeah, like, hey, we, we really don't get an offseason. You know, after free agent frenzy you know we're just a couple weeks away from the development camp mm -hmm. and then at, you know a couple weeks after that we'll have captain's ice and after that training camp and then the right puck drops. back into it so it's we're just gonna keep going so uh stay with us if you haven't already hit that subscribe button down below check out tealtownusa.com for everything there uh so with that for ian reed for myself, I'm at, I'm Eric Hara, at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, follow us at Teal Town USA on practically every social media possible. Yes, there is a a, uh, a TikTok somewhere. We'll we'll probably get that going down the road. We'll see. We'll, maybe we'll have Ian dance or something. <laughs> oh my god! Or, or whatnot. So I'm too old for TikTok. Until until next time, uh, or unless when news breaks regarding the san jose sharks keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone thank you very much to the nearly 45 people watching us on on the channel tonight uh we appreciate you and until then take care good night goodbye